What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Herb. Listen, how can you hang with Herb and not get a chance to hear the word of God? This week on the Hanging with Herb podcast, we are going to introduce you to the Mount Vernon United Methodist Church, where I am the proud pastor. Check out the sermon at Mount Vernon. The sermon is entitled, Take One for the Team. Amen. If you would, stand upon your feet as we get ready to do our faith confession. Amen. Grab your Bibles, lift up your Bibles real high, and repeat after me. This is my sword. The sword is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. I fight with the word. I live by the word, which means I live in Christ. And the Lord fights all my battles. I am the salt of the earth. And the word shines through the way I live. Shout real loud. Light up the world. Show love. Get love. Mount Vernon is the place of love. Amen. Your scripture reading today comes from Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. Beginning at verse 7. Genesis chapter 22. It reads, And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father, he said, here I am, my son, he said. Behold, the fire and the wood, but there is no lamb for the burnt offering. Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them together, and when they came to the place which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his bones. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. For a short moment, I want to speak from the subject. Take one for the team. When I was in college, when I was in college and I was going to school, 
one of the things at the beginning that I hated the most was group projects. Group projects. When they put you together and they want everyone to work together to make things happen. That means that everyone has a part to play. We split up the work in half and somebody always does not do their part. That's when you end up taking one for the team. I remember, I remember some of my classmates, I said this, I said, sometimes you gotta take one for the team. And one of these young ladies said, uh-uh, if he ain't do his work, I'm not doing his work for him. I said, well, you're gonna have to do something because listen, we gotta get a good grade. So I'ma take one for the team, I'ma do the part. And, 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 and they start calling me the guy that wants to take one for the team. And every time we had a conversation uh, in the class, they would say, take one for the team, her. But that was okay with me because if you want to win, you have to be willing to take one for the team sometime. It's kind of hard because it seems like you have the load on you, but in reality, if you are winning, then the whole team is winning and everybody is winning. But we don't have a lot of people. We have selfish people in this world today. And nobody wants to take one for the team sometimes. My God, my God. Uh, ultimately, ultimately, in Super Bowl 57, the Kansas City Chiefs versus Philadelphia. I'm not going to lie. I thought Philadelphia was going to win. I really did. And I wanted Jalen Hurts to win because he's from the east side. You know, North Shore area, you know what that is. Y'all already know I'm a North Shore head. But I, I wanted him to win. I really did. But I could appreciate the strategy of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the running back, Jarek, he decided to take one for the team. He was selfless. Now, if you're a football player, you know that you want to score in the Super Bowl. Come on now. If, you, if you're the running back, you want to make sure your name is in history as you scored a touchdown at Super Bowl. But he had to be selfless so that his team can win. In reality, he won as well because he was selfless. And that's what happens with most people. They forget that when the team wins, you also win. But we are so absorbed with ourselves in this society that it becomes hard for us to take one for the team. Now, now the thing is that he had game day awareness. This is when your IQ takes over your emotions. Oh, I'm talking real good right now. Y'all just not listening. You can't allow your emotions to take over when you are going through. Because your emotions will lead you to do things that's not in the will of God. My God, your emotions make you want to cut people. You know, you know, ladies, they, they make you want to keep people's cars. They make you want to slice ties. They make you want to cut people out. 
Yeah, yeah, your emotions will get you caught up and then you'll find yourself calling your homegirl to come make your bail. My God, my God, emotions will lead you down the road. You don't want to go down. You know, emotions will have you tearing up your own stuff, breaking stuff in your own home, breaking your windows, throwing your furniture, doing all kinds of stuff. Emotions will have you messed up. But you got to be aware in game day situations because that's what you get paid to do when you're an athlete. You get paid to, to see what's going on on the field. And this young man was so aware that he slid on the one-yard line to knock time off the clock. Instead of making that touchdown, he secured the win for his team. Because all Jalen Hurts needed was a little time. If they gave him a minute... He'd have made it downfield. And they knew it. See, let me tell you something. Your enemy knows you. The devil knows how to get your emotions going. He, he, he knows what floats your boat. He will send it your way. My God, my God. But the Bible tells us to flee temptation. Amen. In other words, run away. Run quickly. That's what, the, that's what the definition says. Run quickly. And as I began to look at this, I said to myself, this is what winning really looks like. I have a picture of this young man sliding. That's what winning looks like, saints. If you really want to know what winning looks like, that's what it looks like. Being selfless, not always thinking about yourself, thinking about the whole, thinking at, thinking of the whole team. Even when people don't do the right thing, even when people don't do the work, even when people uh, look at you like you crazy because you enthused about what you're doing and they don't quite understand what you were doing, you still got to take one for the team. Look at your neighbor and say, take one for the team. Do you really believe that, though? I still hear some people saying, I, ain't, I don't know about that, real. God's still working on me. Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Amen. The first thing I want you to leave away from this place with is this. God will provide for himself. This is really good. We always say God will provide, but I want you to understand that God will provide for himself. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you, I love Abraham because Abraham was a man of faith. Oh, my God. In verse 7, it says this, and Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father, and he said, here I am, son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Here's it, here's it, here, here's it, here it is in verse 8. It says, Abraham said, God will provide himself. Somebody say himself. The lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they both went away together. Now, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I want you to check this out. Them kids not crazy. 
when you think you be hiding stuff from them kids, they not crazy. Isaac looked up and said, hey, look our cat. Where, where is the lamb? Y'all be thinking them kids crazy, but they be seeing. Yeah, 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 they see. And they know, and guess what? In 2023, and even back in the Bible times, kids was asking questions. Like, look at what's, what's going on here? There is not a lamb. I see the wood. I see the fire. But where's the lamb? Y'all better stop thinking these kids crazy. They see. And you, and you got to watch what you post on social media. Because them kids see that too. They see when you're going through emotions, and guess what? If they don't see, they friends see, and they friends will come to you and start talking about, man, I seen your mama in that bathing suit. This is what they say. I was a youth pastor for several years, and when you post them bathing suit pictures up on that social media, they, friend, they little friends looking at them too. Respect your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they get to talking about yeah, that your friends got def- that your kids defending themselves. Don't get mad at them when they done punch somebody in the face because they talking about their mama. Yeah, you know how it is. You know, as soon as somebody talk about your mama, when we was growing up in school, they don't even know your mama. But boy, fight go with that. You might not fight about any other thing, but let somebody talk about your mama. Listen, they can talk about your daddy. You don't even care about that. You don't care about that. That ain't even the go-to for the kids. Don't even worry about it. But boy, you say something about mama. Oh, it's, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. But when I looked at this, God began to show me. He began to show me God's will. Everybody say God's will. When you become connected to Christ, it's no longer about you. Man, we, 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 we be thinking it's about us so much and what we want, but it's not about that. When you become connected to Christ, it's only about God's will and what he wants. When I began to look at this, God was saying in the scriptures, and Abraham knew it, that God was going to provide for what he wills. You don't have to worry about how you're going to make it or or, or what the sacrifices are are, and how you're going to make these sacrifices or how you're going to get this money or how you're going to get this bill paid. I'm going to tell you, I ain't worried about a bill in a long time, even when I quit my job because I walked off. Yeah, but I knew it was in God's will here's the thing I prayed I remember I went home and I wanted to quit so bad that day I wanted to quit that day I remember like it was yesterday it was a Thursday it was a Thursday and, 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 and I went home after a meeting I had and I prayed I laid on that pillar and cried out to God because I didn't want to quit the job but I'm a man of principle and I believe in certain things and if if certain things are not lining up with the will of God I'm like no this don't seem right but I wanted to hear from God 
So it was, it was that Friday. I prayed again. I, I was praying. I was praying. And then I had to go to work Saturday because I had to feed the homeless because I was in charge of the homeless service. And when I woke up that Saturday morning, God gave me peace. See, God will give you a peace when it's in his will. And you don't have to worry about what you're about to do. And I went in there and I said, this is my two weeks notice. They was like, for real? They couldn't believe it. They was like, you serious? I'm like, yes, this is it. And let me tell you, saints, my bills were paid until I got another job. Yeah. Because God wills it. You got to ask God, is this in your will? Begin to speak to him and ask him. And let me tell you, when you know it's in his will, it'll line up with his word. Yeah, it'll line up in his word. And the only way you're going to know his word is if you get in his word. We was at the conference yesterday. And one of the guys I listen to every day, Eric Thomas, he, he challenged the people to at least get in your word five minutes per day. Not per week. You know how we do. Not per month. He said, a day. Five minutes. He's not, now, if you want to be a, a super Christian, go ahead and get your eye win. Praise the Lord. If you're retired and you're sitting around drinking coffee, go on and get in your word anyway. But five minutes, young people, take some time and get in God's word. And let God begin to work in your life. You going through some things in your life and you don't know, quite know what to do? Get in this word. Start praying. I know I got some witnesses in here. When you begin to pray and ask God, even when you have messed up, guess what? He'll still pour you out a blessing. See, I, I, I'm glad I serve a God of another chance. Yeah, yeah, not a God of one and two chances now. He said another. Because some of us need a lot of chances. Some of y'all like me, you need a lot of chances. And listen, I needed grace. Listen, I needed some serious grace. I remember I wrote a poem. If grace had a face, what would it look like? My goodness. And I thought about that thing. I thought about this thing. If grace was ugly, would you still want it? Because grace is ugly because our sin is ugly. You know, we're so tired to looks these days. If things don't look a certain way, we don't even want it. You know me, I, if the food don't look good. <laughs> if I come to your house, I will tell you what I do right now. I put that napkin over that plate and put it in the trash. Some of y'all do the same thing. That's why y'all laughing. <laughs> if God wills it, we have to be careful what we think is right. Because in Proverbs, it says, uh, Proverbs 14 and 12, it says, there is a way that seemeth right unto the man. But the end thereof is death. And some of the things we look at and we think we want, 
will cause us death. But God wants us to have life and life more abundantly. In his kingdom, he wants life. God does not want dead people. God can't use you if, he dead, if you dead. Oh my goodness. In fact, if you are not bearing fruit, the Bible says that you are cursed. Even as we learned yesterday at Connect, we learned that when you are not producing fruit, you should be burnt up. Want to ask yourself this question, are you producing fruit? Where you go? And listen, you produce fruit until you die. So it doesn't matter how old you are. God still wants you to produce fruit talking to my seasoned saints now you can still work you still got some work to do you can still show up for bible study i know you're trying to get your nap in get your nap in early and join us for bible study come walk around this track with me listen we walking around the tracks rocks and all in our shoes and everything but listen we walking all i'm saying to you is saints that God wills that you bear fruit. And for whatever is in God's will, guess what? He will provide for himself. Stop worrying about the finances and how you're going to do it. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, most of the people that, that's in here that know me. And they know I love the students. I don't even know how I'm going to be feeding them when I be taking them to restaurants. But God always figure out a way. Sometimes that bill be five, six hundred dollars. But guess what? God provides. I'm telling you, saints, when you want to do kingdom building work, God is going to give you the money. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you how I can tell you this because I got a check in the mail yesterday. I wasn't even expecting this check in the mail. In fact, in fact, I had uh, some things that I needed to do. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to do this stuff. But I stepped out there on faith. And I got a check in the mail from the conference. I couldn't believe it. God will provide. All you have to do is follow his will. Touch your neighbor and say, follow his will. The next thing is this. You have to be willing to make a sacrifice. Abraham was willing to go make the sacrifice of his son. And when I say make the sacrifice, it has to be the sacrifice from your heart. You know, you know you're not sacrificing if you can easily do it. You know, because most of us will sacrifice some little things. You know, even when we give away our clothes, we, we, we give away the things that's already old, some of us. We don't like to give away the good stuff. You know, you keep that good stuff for yourself. But, but I, like, I like giving away. I don't even want to give it away if it's something I wouldn't wear. When I give, I give good shoes and I keep my shoes clean. Make sure my shoes is live. And so when I give my shoes away, I, I remember I gave a couple of shoes away and they couldn't believe I was giving them these shoes because they still look brand new. 
your sacrifice has to be something that God wants. We remember the Cain and Abel story. Uh, uh, one of the sacrifices was better than the other one. The other one got jealous. And then before you knew it, one killed the other. And that's what's happening in the church today. We are killing each other. We have to be willing to be a team and work together. When you don't work together, you're killing the whole team. The Bible says that they all came together on one accord on the day of Pentecost. Saints, I dare us to get on one accord in this place. Everyone's home in this place will be blessed. If we can all get on one accord and on the same page, God will bless this team. Yeah, yeah, but you have to be willing to make the sacrifice. Verse 10, it says this, then Abraham reached his hand out, took the knife. He went all the way with it. See, Abraham, he didn't play with it. God told him what to do, and Abraham went with it. Now imagine that, sacrificing your only son. The, the one you didn't even know was going to come in your later years. Fellas, imagine you didn't have a, 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 a child. And the only one you have when you was an old man is the one you have to give up. God, God told him to go and Abraham went. It says, and at, the, at that moment in verse 11, it says, but the angel of the Lord, God will always show up. God always shows up. I'm telling you, God always shows up right on time. When you think, when you think it's over, God's showing up said, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. I like Abraham because he was always saying, here I am. He was ready and willing. How many of you, that's your declaration, here I am. God said he needs some willing workers. Some people that's willing, willing to get out there in the vineyard and work. That's one thing about me. You can say whatever you want to say about me, but you're not going to outwork me. I'll stay up all night. I used to do it when I was in the world. Why I can't do it for the church? I used to be up all night. Y'all used to be up all night in them juke joints too. Cafes. Yep, yep. I, I know it because most of y'all from Fifth Ward, they had a lot of juke joints in Fifth Ward. And in Trinity Garden where I grew up at because I used to pass by them all. They look like little houses. So be up in them things all night. Put them kids to sleep because it, it was right down your street from your house. So you could just go check on your kids. You could just walk there. You know, the juke joint is the place you walk to. Stay up all night. So, so when I got saved, I said I was going to do the same thing for the Lord. I was going to go hard for the Lord. Just like Abraham. Abraham is going hard for the Lord. He is willing to make the sacrifice. You have to be willing to make that sacrifice. Surrendering. Giving up your own will. That sacrifice. Abraham was team Jesus. Because he was willing to sacrifice. Most people say they're on your team, but they're not willing to sacrifice. Yeah, you can't say you team Jesus if you're not willing to sacrifice. You got to be willing to take one for the team. 
when you sacrifice with the right heart, here, here, here's the kicker. You got to sacrifice with the right heart. Don't give grudgingly. Even if it's your time, your talents, your treasures, you have to give it from your heart. And that's when God will provide. See, if you ain't wonder, if you're wondering why God is not providing and you feel like you're sacrificing, check your heart. Yeah, you're giving it. You're probably giving it, but you're giving it when you know you should have been gave it already. Yeah, most of the time, God has to pump, pump and prime people, and he already told you what you needed to do, and you holding on to it. And then, then when he whoop you a little bit, then you go ahead and give it. So if God got to get, whoop you to give it, then you ain't give it in the right heart. I, had, I, 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 didn't, I didn't expect to pay any money when I went to this conference yesterday. But while we was at the conference, the spirit was moving. It was moving uh, real good. And, and, and people was excited in that place. See, these people was ready to praise. People was ready to get their praise on. People was praising so hard, the camera fell down. I mean, it was propped up on the thing real good, but they was praising so hard, the camera fell down. And so God is a God of order. The host was using that place. And the preacher at that time said, listen, we're not going to leave here with this house out of order. See, see, the problem is in church, we don't want to be in order. And, and, and we will leave people out there by themselves. Now, knowing that church got to use that camera in the morning. The preacher allowed God to use her. And said, listen, we need to sow a seed for this camera. Because number one, this happened while we was here. So you have to be willing to make a sacrifice. And I already knew it was God tugging on my heart. So I get, they asked for $100. Boom. I gave that $100. Listen, I didn't have it, saints. But when I got home. That check was in the mail that I was telling you about. I didn't think of, I didn't think twice about it. What I'm saying is when you sacrifice for God, God will provide. Last thing, saints, is this. You have to have faith for the ram. You have to have faith for the ram. Verse 13, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. Behold, behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham took the ram, offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. Just know this, saints. God requires a sacrifice. <clears throat> He did not tell him to take Isaac off and leave him without a sacrifice. God already gave you what you have to sacrifice. It's already there. He's not asking you to sacrifice something that's not there already. He's not asking you to sacrifice something that he will not provide for. God already knows what he plans. 
You just have to be willing to have faith for the ram. How many of you have faith for the ram? Because some of us need some rams right now. Yeah, if you are honest, right now, some of us really need some rams. And you know what? This is what God told me to tell you. Lift up your eyes. The scripture says, Abraham lifted up his eyes. See, many times, many times when you are going through some situations in your life, God will knock you on your back so you can look up. Yeah, yeah, you're going through some stuff in your life. God willed it. He allowed it because he wanted to knock you on your back so you can look up. Because most of the time we're looking at people, we're looking at places, we're looking at the vacation we can go on, we're looking at the things that we can do, we're looking at all these other things instead of looking at Jesus. God is saying in this hour, get your eyes off people and put your eyes on me. God wants you to look up. See, God is testing you in this hour and in this time because he wants you to look up. Look at your neighbor and say, look up. See, the problem is most of us, we are looking at material things. We are making them our God. We spend so much time on the social media and all of these other things. And God is saying, what about me? I want you to look up. And so if he has to knock you down to get you to look up, guess what? God will make you look up. Especially when you connected to Christ, he'll do something to get you back on track. He won't just leave you out there by yourself. I'm so glad that God will not leave you alone. He did not forsake Abraham. You have to be willing to get up out of the situation you in and look up. Oh man, you have to be willing to take one for the team. Now let me talk about the man who really took one for the team. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Oh my God. The Bible says he looked up. Somebody say look up. It says he looked up and he said it is finished. See and see when God say it is finished. That means that God is already providing the way. When he said it is finished. Guess what? That means he already paid the price for you and I. I like that song, Jesus went to Calvary to save a wretch like you and me. That's love. Oh my God. When you have a God like we serve, you have to be willing to just look up. How many people I have in here, you willing to lift, look up. You willing to give God all the praise. Why? Because he already died for your sins. He died for you and I. Jesus was willing to take one for the team. All I want somebody to get in their mind is, I'm going to be one to take one for the team. Yeah, nobody might not understand what I'm doing. They didn't understand what Jesus was doing, but Jesus said, Father, I'll take one for the team. Even when he didn't want to do it, when he was in the garden to get cinnamon, he said, Father, Father, can you take this cup from me? But he said, not my will, but yours. He was ready to take one for the team. Look at your neighbor and say, take one for the team. Take one for the team. Take one for the team. I already know that God has conditioned me to take one for the team. I don't know about you, but I already know that God has a ram in the bush. God has a ram in the bush for your situation. Whatever you need, God's got it. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got it. You don't have to worry because God's got it all in his hand. All you got to do is put your hand in the hand of the
serve a man that heals. I serve a God that heals. I serve a God that makes a way out of no way. I serve a God that when you sing your praises up, see many of you ain't got a chance. You ain't praised them yet because God says when the praises go up, guess what? The blessings come down. If you lift them up, he said, if you I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So God wants you to be drawing men to him. So you got to lift up God. You got to look up. You got to be like Abraham. He looked up. He saw the ram in the bush. And he didn't take it for himself. Guess what? He made that sacrifice. How many of you are willing to make a sacrifice today? You got to sacrifice the thing that you love. The Bible says that God gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God desires that you have everlasting life and life more abundantly. Listen, God will provide for himself. If it's kingdom building, just ask yourself, is this going to build a kingdom? Guess what? Then God going to provide. Saints, we got to stop being scared because fear knocks us out of the blessing. Abraham was not scared. You didn't see one time in that scripture where he was going back and forth with himself. We go back and forth too much in the church now. We just have to trust God and trust that he will. Amen. Amen. Amen.